0: I hate to cut off a good conversation. We always do, don't we? We do. But we're going to get started if y'all are cool with that. Good morning. Okay, I'm going to do this real quick. Good morning. I just want to so thankful everybody's here. I'm not going to lie. There's always that when people are going out of town, like this is getting into summer land, is what I call it. And and it's your turn, and you show up. And you think, oh, well, nobody's gonna be there, and it'll be okay. It'll be fine. I'm, and it is. It's just that funny. Like, if you're being honest with yourself, in the back of your mind, you're like, well, <laughs> we'll just see what happens. <laughs> but I'm gonna sit because it's real intimate today. I just, it feels. Like we get to hang out, and if you know me very much, um, I don't. I love doing this, but like I would much rather take all of you out to coffee, like individually, and (laughs) talk to you, and spend some time with you, and help you do something at your house, because I like to do things and move and move around, and I don't sit still very long. So I might get up in a sec. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it just feels like such an intimate day. Um, I'm just gonna kick us off by just saying I want to just continue this. But the presence we were experienced earlier is still here, guys. There is a reality that we live in that sometimes we can forget about. In your day, you just can, but we can tap in. and Do you understand, like that? Like God and our Holy Spirit and all the things we love about Him are as close to us as your next breath. So, if we all take a minute, just take a breath. That's Him. That's how close it is. That is where we are actually called to live. Mm -hmm. That is the reality of of knowing God. It's what He always wanted for you. It says in Acts 17 that He lives and moves and has His being in us. Mm -hmm. When He breathed us into existence, it says He breathed the breath of life. When Jesus left his disciples, I always love the story, nobody ever talks about it in association with the Holy Spirit. But it says like he literally went up to his disciples one right before he left and he just went Whew. And that was before we have the story of Pentecost, but it's the same time. What was that? It's that breath. This is for you. Whew. This is who you are. That is where we're called to live. It it's really beautiful, and I'm just gonna start talking, and we'll get to scripture in a second. But when I was a kid, I never played with Barbies a lot, but everybody loved to buy them for me because I I guess because I'm a girl, and so that's just what you do. And I did play with them for a brief period, and I had the Barbie RV, and never had the dream house. You know, that's a bitterness story we'll talk about later. But um, I had the RV, and like I had the Jeep, and but every year I got this. I had this relative. I don't know why they wanted to do this to me, but I always opened this present at Christmas or my birthday or whatever, and I would open it, and it would be this beautiful Barbie in a box. And they would say, This is the collector Barbie. You're nine. You cannot open it, you cannot play with it. You can put it up in your room and look at it. Happy birthday. (laughs) <laughs> every year, every, I mean, years, years, or porcelain dolls. This is your porcelain doll. You're seven. You can't run it around with it because if you drop it on the ground, it will shatter into a million pieces. You can put it in your room and look at it. Okay, maybe that's not y'all. Maybe y'all have a relative. We will not name names because we love our relatives. That's why I keep saying relatives. <laughs> because people might listen to this one day and I want them to love me. So, But we all have relatives, right? And I used to hate visiting these relatives. Oh, it was, it was horrible. You're 9, 10, whatever age you are. And oh, we got to go to so-and-so's house. And they have that room. You all know what I'm talking about. Why the couch cushion squeaks because they never took the cover off of it? Why they have a runner on the floor because you can't walk on the carpet? You know they have stuff and if you touch it, your parents get away from there. You know how expensive that is. You're not even worth that much money. (laughs) And so you go. Oh, and and also it never fails that these relatives have no toys. And if they do, they suck. (laughs) So there you are stuck for hours sitting on a squeaky couch. While people talk about things, and you can't eat in there because you don't want to drop anything even though it's covered. Never understood that part. So you just sit there, hungry, bored, no toys, waiting like, when? Please, God, like, kill me, take me home, like, something, like... Anybody else have that? Just, It's... Guys, I was thinking about this week. Do you know what happened to all those Barbies? I went to college and... Um, my grandmother very graciously told me that I could store all my belongings in the attic. <coughs> my room had to be vacated because she had plans for my room, which is cool. So all of those Barbies went in the, into a bag in the attic. While I graduated college, my grandmother very graciously told me, you have one month to get all of your stuff out of my house. You would no longer live here, so your stuff cannot live here. So I remember, I remember the day I was cleaning everything out of the attic. And, oh, where did all this stuff come from? Like, I, and there's the bag of Barbies. And you know where they went? To Goodwill. <laughs> I mean, 15 years of Barbies, three sacks, directly to Goodwill. No, I didn't care at that point. So, and I remember, don't you want to save them? They might be worth something someday. No. I wanted to play with them 10 years ago. That's when I liked Barbies. Like, these are creepy and they've scared me for years. Like, I used to sleep facing my wall because I watched this movie one time. Let's not start about that, what your kids are watching. Like, porcelain dolls and all that in your room. Like, just sleep facing the wall. You don't have to look at them, they don't have to look at you. You have a good night. So, but what I'm saying is why am I talking about Barbies and your weird relatives with their fancy rooms? Is, When you think about the things of God, when I was a child, that's what they were talked about like. You ever go into a museum and you see the glass and you see these images like a natural history museum and you see these like snapshots of like something that happened, like, you know, caveman with a spear just trying to kill the mammoth and and you can reach out and you, you see it. It was a time... And you can touch the glass, but you're not there. Like, it's real cool, but it's like that Barbie in the box. You touch it, you see it, you want it, but not yet, or not now, or not for you. Mm-hmm. We do, And then we wonder why. A lot of our people that we know, we walk around with, and you ask them questions about the things of God, and, and it's like, yeah, I mean, one day... It's gonna be awesome, you know, when we die and go to heaven, or it's gonna be awesome when I can one day do this, or it's gonna be awesome when so and so does this. I've always wanted to, but you know, so and so will do it because that's what, and we cripple people. We don't mean to. I love. I want to reverence God. Um, I do love reverencing God, but I, He's a lot more accessible than any of us like know about. It's the breath thing. Can you feel it? That's what you get to live in. Around here, I guess I will get to some scripture because I don't want you to go walk away going like we never even open our Bibles. And I brought it to church, and you know, I had to like find it and stuff. So we'll open it. But we've been talking a lot about the life we get to live. Do you know that you're sin free? Do you know that there is a life made possible to you by what we talked about during communion? And it's not just a pretty life for later. We're talking about spiritual gifts around here. Um, If you haven't had a chance to be here, find our podcast. We've been recording and walking through each. We've identified 14 spiritual gifts. And we're walking through and trying to help each other see who we are, because we all have one, but it's really going to be hard to do, let's just just go to the Word, and I'll come back to that, so hit pause on that, pause, everybody, got to touch your nose, it'll be more fun for me if you touch your nose, so I want to start us, let's go, I might hop around a lot in scripture today, I will tell you where it is, if you don't want to flip there, if you get tired of Flipping. I'll just tell you so you can look it up later. Because I I want you to, you know, the Berean thing being Berean. Um, but Romans chapter, I believe it's 6. I want us to look at verse 4. Okay, oh I lied. Let's back up to verse 6 because I need to see this. Verse, chapter 6, verse 1. Um, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. And as my dad's been talking about, that actually means, that word certainly not means blasphemy. Like it's, no, it's not even legit. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Verse 4 Therefore, so anytime you see that, everything we just talked about leads to this. We were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And I want us, before we keep going, to go to Romans 7 and look at verse 6. Uh, Or actually, let's go to verse 4. I know I keep doing that. We'll get this. We'll figure it out. 7 verse 4. It says, Therefore, so it's still talking about being freed from sin and from the law. It says, My brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead that we should bear fruit to God. From when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work and our members to bear fruit to death. This is verse 6. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. We're talking about newness of life. And when we think about that, um, it's a really powerful reality. And like I said, it's not just for when you're saved. When I was a child, it was like, okay, you get saved, you know Jesus, you're not going to go to hell, which was for me a really big deal when I was a kid. I was very scared of hell. I got sent to places like judgment houses where they like scared the hell out of you. Yeah. And so your main concern was, am I going to hell? That was my biggest concern as a child because then they also had creepy things like left behind, which... If you want to know a really funny Audra story, my grandparents lived next to a train track. I grew up in Morris. Every night, about two o'clock in the morning, the whistle would blow on the train. After I watched Left Behind, when the whistle would blow, Audra woke up every night, from like age 10 to like 15, 16 years old. Two o'clock in the morning, whistle blows. Oh my gosh, it's the rapture, I'm still here. Could not go back to sleep. So then I would get up. I did this for years, guys, for years. If I woke up, walked to my grandmother's room. Is my grandmother still breathing? Because in my mind, my grandmother was like a Christian. Like, if anybody knows Jesus, it was her. Okay, I hear her snoring in her room, hear her breathing in there. Okay, good, I'm I'm still here. Okay, good. (laughs) Go back to bed. (laughs) Yes, she didn't know this. I mean, I told her about it later. She just laughed. She was like, why? I was like, because I was scared. (laughs) That was the big question that I had. Um, that's not true guys like you don't you can know like that's a different story, but we're talking about newness of life that goes beyond just like getting dumped, going to church every Sunday when I was in college, I almost like I say walked away that's probably really dramatic. I had a lot of questions and and nobody had answers or nobody wanted to give me any that I liked. Um, in the sense of they were not satisfying the questions that I had. I was like, So basically, you know, you get saved, you go to church, you come here, you eat chicken on Sunday, you go to work, you come home, clean your house, and, and that's it. Yeah. No thanks. No
1: kidding.
0: But how many can how many of you guys know somebody that lives that kind of life? They have a lot of dreams. They have a lot of stuff. It's like museum glass. Mm -hmm. And they think they've arrived. And they're frustrated. Because they're like, you're hitting the glass. Like, why can't I get in there? Mm -hmm. So when we were talking about being sin-free and understanding righteousness, you're talking about like a whole new reality. If you knew, if you know that you're righteous... And you, there's a whole life just open to you, expansive and beautiful, with things for you to do and ways for you to serve God. And it's not museum glass. That's, that's the good news of the God. That's actually good news. Like getting saved. I mean, I like chicken. Chicken's great. I'm going to eat it this afternoon. But like, there's more to life than just going to church and eating chicken after church. There's more to do. There's more to do in your everyday life. Yeah. Think about that. You get to walk in newness of life. Mm-hmm. We serve a living God. There's just, when, when Christ was risen and the disciples were there looking around for him, the angel said, this is in Luke 24, why do you seek the living among the dead? Okay, it says Jesus came. Y'all could probably say, you know, and the Word became flesh, mm-hmm. and He m- moved in. He dwelled. Mm-hmm. I love what the message says: the Word became flesh, and He moved into your neighborhood. Yeah. See if you can finish this verse. The Word of God is living and active. It's live. Okay. Let's go over to Romans 8. And let's look at verse 11. <laughs> All right. Everybody there? I'm listening. for. I love to hear the pages. Just, I'm a page person. Uh, oh. Well, we'll move. I'm going to flip the page just okay. for you. <laughs> it says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give, can you now say that word with me? Life. Life to your mortal bodies through its spirit who dwells in you. Mm-hmm. Can we read a few more scriptures? I want us to like, I'm, I promise you I'm making a point and it'll make sense in a minute. Can we go to Second Corinthians? Turn to the pages. Ah, this is awesome. <laughs> Oh, chapter 3. Thank you. We're going to look at, starting in, let's just start in verse 1. 2 Corinthians 3, 1. This is Paul. Paul's having, in his letters, it's so interesting. Some of the most fun I have in the passages with Paul is, Paul's having to go to all this trouble with people who he has lived his life with to prove You should listen to me. Like, I'm having to defend myself, and I shouldn't have to, but here I am. And so, but you get these really rich ideas of what he was trying to communicate to these people that he loves. And in this one, he's saying, like, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Like, do I have to do this again? Or do we need, as some others, epistles or letters of recommendation to you? Or letters of commendation from you? Like, do I have to get a letter like defending myself to other people, to you, or have you write a letter for me to go somewhere else? I thought you knew me. This is kind of what he's saying. He says you are our epistle, you are our letter. He's saying to the Corinthians, you're my letter, written in my heart, known and read by all men. So that's you guys. This is the epistles are actually written to us sitting in here. So you are a letter written. On someone's heart. Whoever led you to the, think about that, whoever led you to the gospel, whoever you're living your life with that you're imparting the gospel to, like Selena and Bailey, Miss Teresa, all of you guys, like y'all are, we are letters to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have chosen each other. We're written on each other's hearts. That's a big, a big statement. That's a life statement. That's a doing life with people moment. That's what he's saying, though. But think about this. And he's talking about what? The work of Christ in your heart through the gospel. That we are letters written, known in people's hearts, read by everyone. Everyone. We're an open letter. And not the creepy kind you see on Facebook where you're, like, complaining about stuff. You're like a good letter. (laughs) It says, clearly, this is verse 3, you are a letter of Christ. We're not just letters to each other. Mm. We, are a, we are a living epistle. Like those things we're reading about in the Bible today. I mean, ministered by Paul. and I'm, I'm trying to just read it in context. You're not written on with ink, but by, listen, by the spirit of the living, living God. Not on tablets of stone, mm. but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Okay. Let's go over to okay, we we're let's go over to Ephesians. We're gonna keep reading. Oh actually no, sorry. Let's go to Colossians first. Thank you for following my squirrely brain today. We're gonna go to chapter three. Colossians chapter three. We're gonna look starting in verse one. Says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4 When Christ, who is our Life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And then it goes on to talk about put to death all the things of the flesh and receive the things of the spirit. So let's go over to Ephesians now. And we're going to go first. I just want us to read some things, some realities about who we are as righteous sons and daughters of God. I want you to hear this. Like this living, breathing word that is in you that you are a letter of, that you get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you hear it? Do you, is it? It's like a breath of fresh air. This is what you're, we're taking out. And we'll come back and talk some more. Mm-hmm. We're going to start in Ephesians. We're going to... Um, Let's just start in verse 3. A very, the very famous prayer of Ephesians. I read it a lot when I was in Bible school. Every teacher wants to teach Ephesians when you go to Bible school, FYI. And they all will slip it in somewhere. If you listen closely, they're going to pull Ephesians in because it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, Ephesians 1, verse 3. Thank you for that. Right. Squirrely moment. Always ask me for that because I get excited. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined, that just means predetermined, us, to adoption as sons and daughters by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of Of his will. I'm going to stop right here. Okay, the good pleasure of his will. Guys, I want to, when you're talking to people, let me just say something like God doesn't feel sorry for you. That's not why he lets you in. You understand that, right? Yeah. The good pleasure. God doesn't just feel sorry for you. He's like, oh, I guess we'll just let Brian in. We'll throw him in. Why not? Come on. I mean, sure. Yeah, that's not what he does. I grew up thinking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many of us did? Yeah. Like, well, God feels sorry for me. That's why he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he, takes pity he takes pity on us. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this is somebody who grew up feeling like, literally, I got dropped on somebody's doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was taken pity upon. You grow up with that. And you don't even realize that you're putting the two things together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this is reality. This is reality. Yeah, it's right here. Beyond what goes on in our little pea brains, whatever has happened to us. This, mm-hmm. what we're reading today, this is what God actually thinks about you. Mm-hmm. This is what God is actually inviting us to live in. Whether we believe it or not, mm-hmm. it's true. Hopefully, you're going to believe it. That's the goal. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But it says, So it's the pleasure of his goodwill to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted. That's a big word for some people. Mm-hmm. Sophia was talking a few weeks ago when she was up here on playing about so many young people, I'm not, I'm not even going to say young people, Sophia, because old people, if old people were honest, We're not very honest. We're liars, especially in the South. We are. We lie. I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm
2: blessed.
0: blessed. Yeah. We're lying. There are teeth. It ain't even true. (laughs) We're like, we're suck. Our life, everything sucks. I'm not going to tell you because I've been crying in the bathroom for 20 minutes. (laughs) Acceptance. My parents don't accept me. My friends don't accept me. The school doesn't like me. And you struggle with it. We all do. If we're all honest, I mean, I say that a lot. You'll, you'll find this out about me a lot. Like, churchy things, churchy things, man. Churchy things. I'll just put it that way. That's the nice way of me saying it. Oh, it gets on my nerves. I I, I love it, too, though. I mean, we all do. Because I'm, like, the most least vulnerable person you'll meet by nature, I like to hide my stuff in my closet too. But what way is that to live? I'm, I'm really asking myself that question like, yeah, how is stuffing it in the closet working for you? The closets, yeah, I'm having to sit against the door. Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> I mean, how real can I get with you guys? I'll just be honest. I'm going to say right here, I guess it's going to go on podcast land. I've struggled with depression for a year, and I didn't talk about it. I'm doing a lot better now, but I did, and it was hard. I was in the dark. It was scary. I didn't know how to talk about it, because if we talk about it, you have to deal with it, and I wasn't ready to deal with it, so I just wonder sometimes, like, man, how patient is God that, like, this is what we get, like this, when I don't believe it, before I'm ready for it. Hey, this is who you are. This is actually who you are. I'm over here trying to show you who you are. Get away from that museum glass. It's not helping you anymore. You're accepted in the beloved. So let's go to Ephesians 2. We're just going to keep reading and talking. Is this cool? I'm not even watching time, so just feel free to do this if you want me to, like, land the plane. Oh, wow. I mean, I got all kinds of time, right? I don't get hungry until like 2 o'clock, so y'all got time, right? (laughs) I will not do that to y'all. The visitors are like, oh, gee, gotta go. (laughs) So, I will not do that to you, I promise. Nobody, I don't even want to listen to me talk that long. I'm starting to run out of steam on (laughs) myself. Ephesians 2, verse 1, it says, And you he made alive. He made alive. Mm -hmm. I'll catch that. Mm -hmm. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked. Now, I want to stop. I want us to listen to that. Every time I read this, I want you to listen for the words once. Like, this is who you used to be. Ephesians is cool that way. You should just read the first three chapters of Ephesians. You're going to find out a lot about how you used to be, who you are now. Mm-hmm. And you once you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works, so there is a spirit that is working in people who don't know God, no matter what people tell you. People tell you the devil isn't real or just laugh because you don't even know how real he is. <laughs> We're not scared of him. You don't have to be either, but like I know he's he's kinda like like I don't know. For me it's like liver. Like I know liver exists. People eat liver. I don't eat liver. I don't think about liver a lot because it's not relevant to me. I don't eat liver if I don't have to. Unless my stepmom makes it and then I'll eat a piece of the, with like literally half a bottle of mustard. That's the only time I think about liver. I think that's how we should be about the devil. Like, when we're talking to people, we need to be aware that he's, like, around. He is an enemy. But if I have a message for him, I write it on the bottom of my shoe. Because that's where he is. So, here's your message. Leave me alone. So, so you think about that. Verse 3. Who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Get this, we're talking about why even before you understand these realities you live in, even when we were dead. So he did this, rich in mercy with the love he had, even when like you didn't receive, made us what? alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Remember what we read in Colossians? It says, keep your mind on Christ who is seated above. Here's a Ephesians and a Colossians are sister letters. They're letters written at the same time. And so they go out, and they're very similar, if you listen to this, the sound you hear in Paul's letters. He's writing to all of his beloved family members all over the world. And he says, keep your mind on Christ. It's not going to be hard on heavenly places, because Ephesians just told us we were with him up there. It's not hard for me to think about Selena when I sit next to her at dinner. Because she's right there. It's not like I have to go. I wonder where Selena is. I wonder how she's doing. I wonder if we're okay. I wonder, oh, I can just do this. Hey, Selena, how are you doing? (laughs) It's easy to keep your mind focused on somebody as like we're talking about when they're right there. I don't have to wonder. I know. If I have a question, I can find out. That's awesome. In verse 7. So we see this in heavenly places, that in the ages to come, he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of of God, not of works. So this ain't something you can do by yourself. So we can't say, like, I'm awesome, because I did this. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Now let's think about this, that we should walk in them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Read the epistles, guys. Look at all the times Paul says, like, walk in this and walk in that and live this out and do this. And God's alive and here you are. and there. <laughs> it's very active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about this. In the, in the ages to come, he might show us, it's going to take God so much time to show us all the ways that he has been gracious to us, yeah. it starts now, and it goes on. Yeah. But when you think about this, we're his workmanship, it, that word actually is the word for where you get poem. We're actually a poem. We just talked about it being a letter.'re you're, you're a literal epistle of Christ. you're his poem. It, another word, if you look at this, it says... It's a designed by an artisan. Mm-hmm. It's not something you buy down at the Hobby Lobby. <laughs> I mean, Hobby Lobby's great. I <laughs> love Hobby Lobby stuff. <laughs> I love you, Hobby Lobby. Don't write me letters or whatever. But well, there's nothing wrong if that's what you want to decorate your home with. But have you ever gone to somebody's house like, you know, like oh, your house looks just like the pottery barn. Mm-hmm. And then you go to somebody's house who's like, oh, I bought this from this artist over here. And like, everything they have is like original. Yeah. That's God. That's you. Yes, wow. You're an ori- original. Guess what? You're a poem that's ongoing. That's awesome. <sighs> that's cool. that's good. You're alive. That's awesome. I don't know. I'm excited about that. Can you tell? <laughs> it's just really. Listen, guys. We need to go out and be like to people that you look that are Christians. I'm talking about Christians and people who don't know God. People who don't know God. They are looking. We're all looking through a glass, right? We're all looking through some museum glass. And I keep coming back to that because it's the picture that's been so strongly in my mind. But where are you standing at? You're looking at this long piece of glass. Over here, you have people who don't know. They They have no hope. They're looking and they're putting their hand on the glass. They're broken. People have hurt them, they've hurt themselves. They're confused. They don't know anything, they don't have a family. They don't have anybody that cares about them. And they're looking and they're putting their hand on the glass. Gee, I wish I could be over there. We have the gospel for that. Then you have people over here who are Christians. Maybe they went to a church. Did the best they could. I don't I don't like talking bad about other churches. I just don't. But some people they're just, we're all they're doing the best they can. They just are missing some stuff. They're a few logs short of a roaring fire. You know what I mean? Like They're just not all the way. <laughs> so you put their, they're putting their hand on the glass. Gee, I wish I could live in that. I wish I could do what I see all the special people doing. We have a reality, guys. We have a, we have a truth that if we will let it work itself out in our lives... Truly work itself out. It'll set both groups free into something like the glass. We can just take what I want to do so bad is like just take a sledgehammer and just start busting the windows out. You don't need them anymore. Tear the walls down, tear the windows out. Like walk outside, step into that picture, do what's on your heart to do because you can. Because you're supposed to. Yeah.
1: That's
0: right. Yeah. I love that. Man. Yeah. That's so like that. And I'm not going to sit up here with somebody who hasn't figured out because I have family here that can tell you that it's not true. <laughs> but that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the picture that I can't run away from. Mm-hmm. And you need each other to show up because we need each other because we forget. Or we don't know, or we haven't discovered something yet, mm-hmm. and we get to say, "Hey, like, come on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: here it is. Mm-hmm. Go with me. Help me until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Just follow me into it. I'll take you out there." Mm-hmm. That's what we get to do. Mm-hmm. The people before they know Christ, as they know Christ, all along the way. Mm-hmm. I want us to go back to Romans real quick because I had this. I'll land the plane. Go back to Romans um, 7. And I want us to look at verse 6. And this thought kind of arrested me. So I'm gonna read this. Then I'm gonna then I want you to put your finger here. And I want you to go to Hebrews. I want you to go to Hebrews, and I'll tell you in just a second. I want to say 10. No, not ten. That was twelve. Well, anybody want to come find Hebrews in my Bible? Because apparently I can't find it. Okay, twelve. So I'm going to read Romans seven six. Then I'm going to read Hebrews twelve one. Then we're going back to Romans seven six. Okay. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. So that we could serve in the newness of the spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore also, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's go back to Romans 7, 6, okay? But now, we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by. Mm-hmm. I just want to sit here a minute. Maybe this will help us in, as we were looking at reality, when you think about, like, I was thinking about it yesterday, and it just struck me. Because dying to what you were held by Yes, it's sin, but it's also every bad thing you've ever thought about yourself. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes a minute. Let's just close our eyes for a second. When you're at home and you're by yourself and you're going through a situation, you hear a voice in your head. (laughs) I don't know who that voice sounds like to you. Maybe it's you because you've heard this person or this whoever say it so much to you that it's become your voice. Do you hear it? Mm-hmm. Can you hear it if you, if you sat here for a second? Do you know who that person is? You've died to what you're held by. You can open your eyes. Having died to what you were held by. Every bad thing you've ever thought about yourself. Every time you've told yourself You couldn't do something or you weren't worth something or people don't value me or every abuse you've ever been inflicted upon you, every time somebody's been mean to you and hurt you in ways that you didn't even know they could do. Every good thing you've tried and it didn't work out. And you said, well, I'll never do that again. That obviously didn't work. Everything you were held by, That's not who you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just not. So that voice in your mind is not true. The picture you have in your head of yourself, man, it's strong, isn't it? We can all think about that. I said that, and your mind went there. Mm -hmm. I've been carrying that since I was 10 years old. I've been doing this since I was... And you don't even realize that even though we have this, and we know it, and we're walking out truth, you have that picture in your head, that voice. And it's been just trying its darndest Mm -hmm. to keep you away from, from what...
2: God has said, "Hmm."
0: So let's do something. Let's go to First Kings. I'll just read this, nineteen. I just want not to sit there for a second because there is hope, and I'm not. And this is all good. Why? You're not there anymore, guys. I hope you. I hope you understand that. That's not who you are anymore. I, I, I'll i say, I'll stand up on the roof of this building and scream it. I'll follow you home behind your car. Whatever I have to do. Because this is what people were wanting to know. Is that voice true? Is that all there is? Is this all it means? Am I only going to have to just look and not touch? Am I going to be sitting on the sidelines as the water boy for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Handing other people cups of water while they do awesome things? I'm just stuck here. Anybody felt that way before? Mm-hmm. I feel that way all the time. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. I'm We're gonna go to First Kings 19. So when I live in Tulsa, I love like old things. Y'all if I'm talking about all this old stuff that you can't touch enough, but it's really funny because I do love antiques. I, I mean, I'll, but I want to use them. Like I'm sitting in my old chair. I don't care if it's from the 16th century. My butt's going in it. Why I'm sitting in that chair? <laughs> New history, baby, right here. <laughs> so I love that. And there's this. There's this really cool. Like, and I'm, if you want to know a really interesting fascination about me, like I'm very like nuns have always fascinated me. I don't know why. I was just like, wow, like, what dedication. That outfit is so ugly. All the things. <laughs> but there was, a, there was like a Catholic church and it was run by these nuns in Tulsa. And they had this, it looked like a grotto. Have you ever seen a grotto, like a cave? And it's like a natural like, outfitting. But it's just sitting out in the middle of this park in Tulsa. And I was out there with my Bible one day. I was having a really bad time. Just bad. Like nothing, nothing felt right. I thought it was going right. I don't cry. I was crying a lot. Just all the things. And I just, I went and I sat outside. It was about this time of year. And I just was upset. And so I just opened my Bible. To I don't know why. I just felt like I needed to go to this story. And I want you to hear this question. And I want you to think about that in terms of who you are. No matter what's going on. Elijah was a cool guy. Elijah did, like, even before the story, he did some really, like, yo mama stuff. Like, he just killed some prophets and, like, called fire down from heaven and just, like, fun things you, like, want to watch on television mm-hmm. stuff. And then Jezebel, you know, nobody names her baby Jezebel anymore, there's a reason. <laughs> she says, uh-uh, you dead tomorrow. Like, as soon as I, my eyes lay on you, he took off. Elijah just killed a bunch of people, single-handedly, took off, running. So we're going to start. <laughs> First Kings 19, starting in verse 9. So he just ran all this way. Angels fed him, and it says, And there Elijah went into a cave remember I was sitting, the story started with me sitting next to this like cave place and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? (laughs) I mean, let's just stop a second. What are you doing here? So Elijah said, I've been very zealous for the Lord, for the children of Israel have broken your covenant and I've torn down your altars and I've killed your prophets with the sword. And I am alone. And they seek to take my life. Then God said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He was in the wind. That amazes me. I don't know. Like, just All this powerful, like, Elijah, remember, this is the man who heard Baal worshippers cutting their wrist and doing all the stuff, and it was loud, and that was God. Well, that was a moment. And like fire struck, and everything was consumed, and people were running and screaming because they realized they're about to die. And but here he is on this mountain, and that was not the Lord. And after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Wasn't an earthquake. Wasn't shaking around. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, what's it say? Still. A still small voice. Another word, my translation, of mine says, a delicate whispering voice.
1: Yeah.
0: So it was when Elijah heard this voice that he wrapped his face in the mantle and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Remember, he was in the cave. What are you doing here? All this stuff is going on. He hears a voice. He stands outside. What are you doing here, Elijah? And he just repeats. And then the Lord is so sweet, he gives him direction. But think about that. You ever had a time in your life, what are you doing here? Seriously? God is so merciful. He meets us in these places, but we have everything we need, right? We just don't know what reality we're in. Even when we're doing awesome things for God, don't forget the reality is knowing Him. If y'all know my dad, which I know y'all all do. My dad is not easily moved. It's really perturbing. You want him to be sometimes, like, can you just please be ups- upset about this as I am? No, he just won't be. He just won't be. It is like the greatest and the worst thing about him. My family can knows what I'm talking about. There are times. Life is happening. As my dad says, the brown smelly stuff is hitting the fan. It's blowing everywhere. <laughs> and you're crying and you're upset. And you're like, Dad, you're like, tell him what's going on. And he's like, what are you doing here? That's a... And you're like, what? That's not the response I was going for. Like compassion, like understanding. Like, he's like, yeah, but what are you doing here? I see ya. I mean, I know what's going on. That's a lot about who God is. It's so, we have all these realities, right? That we get to live in. I'll tell one more, I'm going to paraphrase one more Bible story, and I'll kind of wrap this up, because I want you to think about that. We have this newness of life. We're dead to what we were held by. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the demon-possessed man, which is really crazy, but I love that story. And he's cutting himself with rocks, and he's living out naked, and they're chaining him. And even though they chain him, he can break out of every chain they put on him because he's just wild. He's just like some kind of vagabond, and he's living in the cemetery, and he's just tearing up the town. And Jesus pulls up in this boat, and he gets out, and he... Ask the, ask the guy what his name was, and the demons answered, I've oh, so many of them. And, like, and he's like, Whoa, okay, get out. <laughs> and you know, he kills the pigs in the process because they are so upset when they the demons enter them, they run off this cliff. And and the guy's just sitting there. This is in Mark 5, and he's just in his right mind. Fully clothed. When the people of the town come, he's just sitting there. In the midst of all that, he's, he, he was chaos. Mm-hmm. And he was brought to order. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, you have to stay here. Not in the cemetery, but go to your town. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I always want to tell people, like, what if you just stay in the cemetery? Just live? Okay, I'll just stay here. Just keep living in the tombs and... That's what a lot of us do in art. What? Think about some folks that you know. I'm painting these pictures of reality. Think about yourself. You ever found yourself in a cave, in a cemetery you don't belong in anymore, in a situation you're not supposed to be in, tied to something that you used to be, a thought you had about yourself, whatever it is, and we're just living there, we're just chilling. With all of the reality set before us, And you have a choice. What are you doing here? Here, take my hand. Let's go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we get to do that for each other. We have the Spirit doing that in our heart. Mm -hmm. But what's that going to look like for you and me? What would it look like if you just decided I'm just going to believe it? Believe what? Everything God says about me. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to paint a new picture. I'm going to be that poem, mm-hmm. that letter mm-hmm. that God is writing. I'm going to do all the things that God wants me to do. I'm going to actually, when we're talking about spiritual gifts, find what out what mine is, find out what, as my dad says, rings the bell of your heart and just do a lot of it and bring everybody along with me that I can. Guys, that's your life. Like eternal life is now. You don't have to wait. You can do it now. That's
1: awesome.
0: You have that in you. And I just want to say, like, who can you look at in your life now? I want to leave this with some challenges. I mean, it's great that we talked about this. I'm glad we had fun. But what's challenging you? Do you do you even know the things that you're held by? Sometimes you don't. We, Selena uses that word, uh, limiting belief. We've been talking about that. There are things that you don't even know that you're believing about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen a my dad's pet? I'm gonna talk, talk about my dad a lot, a lot, but I work with my dad, and you can't help but just like mm-hmm. pick up all the stuff he says. And his pet peeve about like when we're working on projects is like rakes on the ground with the tines up. In our family, if you want to get my dad really angry when we're doing yard work, just leave the tines up on a rake somewhere. Oh, Because you know why? Have you ever walked up on a rake with the tines up? You don't, you're, not, you're not walking very long. <laughs> those are what your limiting beliefs can be. And you walk up on it. Oh, whoa. What did that, what, what, what did that come from? Do you know what those things are? Have you ever thought about it? Or have you just been kind of, well, you know, I wish one day. Mm -hmm. Do you know your realities? Mm -hmm. Do you have, I'm asking these questions as your challenges. Do you have people in your life that know you? Mm -hmm. Do you have people in your life that know what you struggle with? Mm -hmm. The things that you know about yourself, what you're working on? The areas where you need somebody to hold your hand and say like, Hey, that's just, I understand you're hurting and I'm not going anywhere. That's not who you are. Let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Do you have anybody in your life like that? Have you let anybody in that way?
1: It's so
0: good. Who in your mind do you want to share this with? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you know what you get to live like? Do you know who you get to be? Mm-hmm. The world's your oyster. You can walk out the things you've always wanted to do. It's not just self help mumbo jumbo. It's actually your reality. So I don't know. I just want to leave us there. I just, can we just, let's just pray a minute. Can we just pray in the spirit a minute? Let's just hang out. I want us to think about that. If anybody has any. When we do this, this is not just the Audra show or the Selena show or Sophia show. Anybody that's up here like, as we pray, if you have a word for somebody, you need to share it. Maybe that person that you're talking with sitting next to you. Maybe you just need some moments along with God. But what would it look like for you to know like, yeah, this is what I, that's what I was. That's what I used to be. Those are things I used to believe. Can you picture in your mind... What would it be like? Selena's really good about this. Uh, So in this next season, Audra, what do you see the picture of? Like if you could have whatever you wanted and it was a picture in front of you with all the colors in the world and all the time and you could just paint it out and everything worked out just the way you wanted it to and it was just ideal. What is that picture? Or, I mean, I... We have that ability, guys. We can paint. We are poems. We are co-laborers with God. Like he's, Yes, we're a poem. We're writing it with Him. Yes, we're a masterpiece that He's putting together. But it's not like watching somebody at work and you're not with Him. We're co-laborers. We're invited in. We have a say. We get to work with Him as He's working with us. It's so cool it's like it's i'm gonna use an old movie reference and if you don't get it that's okay like you ever watch that old movie ghost with the cre- like the man's on the pottery wheel and the creepy little hands come over and it's like that but real <laughs> <laughs> old 80s movie reference i know it's horrible but that's really what it's like
2: so let's just pray in the spirit a little bit okay Sholo touche mene la colo touche polo monosete. Tosolo monoshe la colo, o monoshe la colo te. Touche catela mono cotu, polo o monoshe la colo, monoshe la mene la cotu shotouche toto. Tosho touche te Tolo co monoshela calamene shela co tushotoco potushamanela tete shete. Shuco tushamene shelaco. Tosho lo monono shete. Poloco monono shela meneshela potushete.
0: If anybody needs prayer for anything, maybe as we're thinking about all this, you want somebody to agree with you. Or you just want somebody to know. It's open now. If you need healing for anything, it's open now. If you need somebody to just pray for you about wisdom, it's open now.
2: Shall a two kete, Polo two shemen, ella Polo monochele
0: you're praying, I just had this thought, if there's a picture in your head that's holding you back, just ask the Lord to show you a picture of that picture just burning up. (laughs) You just need it gone. Kind of like letters from an old boyfriend or girlfriend or something, you know, like you just want to watch them burn because that's over. (laughs) That's you, just ask the Lord to do that in your mind right now. Close in prayer. We're here for you guys. Anybody wants to talk when this is over? I'll even do this. Like, if y'all if you didn't want to stand up and talk, I'm not going to stand up in front of everybody and tell them what's going on, um, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, but I feel like I need to. Like, my email address is Audra, A U D R A G Kennedy at gmail.com. If you just need to tell somebody, Here's where it's going on. Here's where I'm heading. Here's what's going on. Pray with me. I want to meet with you to talk about it later. I just needed to get it off my chest. Like, feel free to do that or do it here in person. But let's not leave here the same. You're not, we're not supposed to, right? Every time we get to meet with each other and with our Father, we always end up better, right? I've had some really cool conversations this weekend that left me inspired challenged and just more excited than I was when I started talking to this person that's what it's like with God that's what it's like when we have each other in our lives that's what we do so we can go out and just take it with us that breath that we talked about breathing in, breathing out Breathing in. Breathing out. We get to do that with everybody. So I'm going to close. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. Man, how fun. Thank you for all that you're doing in our midst. For all the exciting places you have in store for our church and our family here. We thank you for our dads and brothers and sisters and everybody that's that's camping. And I pray their morning together was good give you all the praise and the glory. We look forward to seeing what you have in store for us.